I love the last prayer point that my sister raised, and I want to build on that, and I want to believe that we all were no we we were no um, we were no functions of um, of of incidences that happened during childbirth. We were no functions of maybe maybe not. We were not functions of an abortion. We were no functions of um, a miscarriage. We were no function of oh, uh, don't worry, my dear sister, another baby is coming on the way. Let this one go. But God precisely brought you out safely and you are here. Some people 10 years after, some 20, some 40, some 50, some 60 years after, you are still here. Uh, I want us to thank God for that, that we were no functions of that misplaced priority, that misplaced incident in the mighty name of Jesus. Please let's turn it to just say, Father. I thank you because I was not appointed. I thank you because you nine months and brought me here. Did before you did not because you you didn't plan for me. I thank you because you have planned for me. Lord, thank you for all the journeys that you have gone with me. Lord, I am not a function of me. I not a function of mistakes, or mistaken identity. Lord, some people just walk on the way and it's people I'm not a function of a stray incident. I am a plan and you made it happen. Lord, I thank you. King of kings, I thank you. Lord, my, when my mother met my father, I wasn't listening. It was a God incident. And that incident has brought me to Father, I thank you that all our children are no functions of maybe in, maybe out. It is a precise decision that we have made to produce them in the name of Jesus. Our incidences are attained by God. They are attained in every circumstance of the way. In the name of Jesus. And we are here today. It was a prescription. It was an exact prescription. What in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Lord, we bless you.
praised. Our God is worthy to be praised. Our God is indeed worthy to be praised. Every night time, every noonday, we come to realize that he is ever worthy, ever faithful, ever sure, ever instant, ever constant, ever affirmed. He's always there. He never lies. He never deceives. He never promises and not keeps. He's always providing. At that, at that nick of a time, he would provide, he would supply, he would protect. He's always there with us. And all that we need to do is to have faith in him. All that we need to do is to trust in him. There are lots of pressures, uh, pressures coming from the news, pressures coming from the within the family, the external family, the, the church family. There are pressures even amongst the, the congregation. There are problems. There's a, or the, there are pressures. But God sees us all through. He sees us all through this morning. This morning, brethren, I want to share with us um, um, the the understanding, the trust, and the belief uh, that nothing compares to God's affection towards us. Nothing, nothing affirms to God's to God's uh, affirmation towards us. That God has affirmed you to be here, to be here now, now. That nothing can be compared to it, and because it is not by the function of your your intellect, your um, your prudence, your expertise that you are here. No, no, no. There is nothing that you can say that you can prove. Because some people slept and they didn't wake up. Some people, you know, were here yesterday and they are not here today today and so nothing compares to god's affirmed affection towards you nothing yeah if you place uh, one part one reasoning on your left hand and place the other reasoning on your right hand the other one could be shiny it could come your left hand could come with all the diamonds of life it could come with all the you know the the the, the prerequisites of um of goodness of smartness of beauty, of all forms of all forms of good things, and the other one places maybe a few good and a few bad, but he consistently, consistently looks up to God and depends on God. It could be the better hand for for you to choose if you have an open eye for the things of God. Trust me, it could be a better hand for you to choose. And therefore, we do not want to place our trust and our belief in that which we feel, but that which God says of us. And that's why we are still here. God wants us to know. He wants us to know that he is the only one before, within, and outside that you could call on at any given time. And that which never looked nice begin to look nice in our hands, begin to look nice in our hearts. And so this morning, my brother, we want to speak. We want to be able to address this issue that, you know, uh, profoundly, profoundly seated in our hearts. This 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 un, untrustworthiness or this disbelief. Sometimes we say that we believe in certain things, but deep down, we do not believe in it. If our facial structure shows, you know, um, that everything is fine, but within us, if we could open our hearts, we'll see that, uh, you know, our hearts are very very sore, or maybe um, 
slightly so, or maybe, you know, there's some distrust, there's some, some form of unfaithfulness within us. Even when we say we are faithful, even when we pray we are faithful, Father, we, we love you and we, we're so faithful in your word. But when we go back, certain issues cross our mind, and that has tainted the perfection of our trust in him. And so what you do in your private, what you do in the public, it all depends on your relationship you have with God. It's only God who can, you know, dissect what you're thinking or how you're thinking about it. God will give us the grace to be able to overcome every little squabble that is within us, every little problem that we're, you know, carrying along. As a baggage, he is the one who will dissect it and he will make us smile again in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the most wonderful name of Jesus. Brethren, what do you want? People spend trillions and, you know, in their local currencies or lots of money or lots of, you know, finances to be able to keep fit, to be able to look at, you know, get off the wrinkles on the face, to be able to, you know, put their hair back, you know, to be able to make them, themselves good, to be able to, um, to, to, be, to, to receive, you know, bodily expression, that's physical expression. You know, even spiritual expression. I mean, I, I know that um, um, we could pay whatever we have to be able to go to conferences uh, far and wide to be able to get, you know, spiritual blessings or spiritual understanding or more knowledge. We, we could go everywhere. It's my desire to go everywhere and anywhere, you know, to Israel, to, to all the places that the Bible was written to be able to gain, and you know, um, in Turkey, in uh, in uh, Malta, in, in those places that Paul went to, it's a desire that we all have that someday we are able to reach those places and you know, gain something or learn something. But the, but God is calling us, is making us to know that it is only through Him, it is only through the sustenance that He provides for you and I that we're able to make those attainments, that we're able to get there. He affirms us only his word if we can hold on to it, onto the, the, those words that he pronounces concerning our life. Every other thing will take shape. Every other thing. Everything will take shape. It is better to not even put yourself on, on, the, on the platter or on, on the spot to make promises that you can't keep. It is better you make, you know, you don't you don't make promises that you can't keep because it is God that knows the heart of man. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter five and verse five and six says, "It's better, it's better, is it, that thou shouldest not vow than thou should you should vow and not pay your vows." It is better for us not to even open our mouth to do to make vows and not pay. He says, "Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin." Neither see thou before the angels that I was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy words or thy voice and destroy the works of thy hand? So it's a, it's a, it's a scary thing to open your mouth and just make proclamation. Open your mouth and just say certain things and just say, as if God is your mate. God is not our mate, but he loves us so much. He talks about an apple. Think about a very beautiful apple. He says, you're the apple of my eyes. Think about how that he, he, even though you're the apple of God's eye, you can be crushed and can be crumb, you know, crumbled 
and can become a seed and become a tree again. All that God can do in a chief. God can just place your his, his, his hands or looks at the tree and say, this tree is cursed because it's not producing. He may, that's the kind of God that we have. But he can also make the same tree beautiful. In fact, he can even extend the life of a tree, giving him another chance to see if the same fig tree will begin to grow again. But I believe and I trust that God will make grow again in the mighty name of Jesus. In every area of our lives that we are not growing, God will make us begin to grow again, begin to see reason to grow in the mighty name of Jesus. Why? Because there is nothing, nothing in this lifetime that could be compared to what God had made promises for you and for me. There is nothing that we cannot attain if we believe in God. Listen, so many times we get sickly because there are certain things that are running around our mind, running around our mind. It is eluding us. It's taking away the love or the closeness or the trust and the belief that we have in in our maker. But if we could just be still and begin to reason that if God be God, he will not allow any evil to happen to us. God honors me. I believe God honors you. God honors your family. God will continue to honor your children, your wife, your husband, your your relatives, because they are attached to you. On Sunday, it came up in our local parish that um, that 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 God did not. God made a promise to Abraham, and God kept his promises. But God, but if you notice, there was a delay in that promise. Uh, until Abraham had to correct certain things. And what were the certain things? God asked him, God made a promise to him, and but it was not complete yet. He went and took his uh, his nephew onto his bosom, and the delay came, and the delay came until he separated from him, and the blessings began to flow in, and the blessings began to flow in. You see, and so we we trust that the Lord will open our eyes to see certain things that we have not seen, even when we think we have seen it, that God will give us the expertise to see more in the mighty name of Jesus, in the most wonderful name of Jesus. And so our appointment with God is a special thing. is every day of our lives, every morning, every night, we must look at that appointment that we will not, we will not play shady on those appointments. We will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. So if we compare what the disciples passed through, we will not be complaining at all. If we saw what they passed through, if we read about what they passed through, in all the torture, in all the hardship, we are not even seeing anything. We have not seen anything. You know, some days they will wake up to know that somebody was arrested and he was beheaded. We will wake up, they will wake up and see that somebody, the other person, you know, um, um, passed through the, the, the Sanhedrin, the, the Pharisees, and the other person committed adultery and was was stoned. That woman was only but lucky because maybe Jesus was in the neighborhood and Jesus began to run the foul in their, the thoughts of their mind and began to tell them how sinful they were. He didn't say it in words. He wrote it on the floor and they got the message. And so every day of our lives should give ourselves a chance. Give yourself a chance. Let Jesus speak to you. Let that sin convict you. Let that goodness that you have made, but it's not, it's superficial. Let it convict you. Let all the flashy things and look, let you see the simplicity in this flashy thing. See the nothingness. See the worldliness in the flashy thing, but also see it as a as a point 
at which God connects you with man. You know, it is God that speaks to the heart of man and says, you see, this is your beautiful car, go give it to that other person. And you began, you probably begin to say, this is Satan talking to me. But uh, alas, it was God who was talking to you. Look at it that Paul says, I would come to, I could, I could live as a very rich man. I could also live as a very based man. I could come into your house and sit on the floor with you if you're sitting on the floor. I could also go into the palace and live as a king. You see, God brings people from the backside of the city. I believe that, that someday someone who, uh, that's listening to me will be lifted from the backside of the city and brought into the fore of the city. You know, where God will celebrate you just like he celebrated David, who was at the backside of the city until God brought him out of there. But he was pruning him when he, whilst he was at the backside of the city. And that's your portion. That's my sister's portion in the name of Jesus. That's my brother's portion in the mighty name of Jesus. So if we compare the problems that are, you know, are going through the world today and begin to you know, pinpoint which one that addresses our issues, we will not finish well, you know, comparing these notes. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 35, the Bible says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved you. The Lord loves you. You're more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. Your children are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. The projects that the Lord has placed in your hand, you are more than conquerors. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that. I feel that. Every day I feel that I can do all things through Christ. It might not come now. I might not have seen it now. Or when you look back and you begin to see the promises that others kept concerning their own life, and you begin to say, come on, this man, this woman said this. He said, I was going to do this. I'm going to do that. But he's no more. Who am I? Who am I? God has given me opportunity to, to be able to, you know, it's a visa to do God's will. That God has given you a breath, another breath, another day. It's a visa to do mighty things in his presence. It's a visa to praise him. It's a visa to preach the gospel. It's a visa to tell others about the goodness of God. Because God has given us air to breathe, life to live. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for, for, for you to tell the world how, to tell the world, anyhow, anyhow, how good and how pleasant this our God is. Mm. Uh, I, I was reading uh, uh, recently and uh, something popped up on my space, you know, online. And someone was um, saying uh, in, in his little pod and he says, uh, my unbelief is no match to God. Wow. And it blew me and I began to say, wow, my unbelief is no match to God. That means no matter how much I believe, no matter how much I don't believe, it's no match to what God has promised me. Not my strength that sustains me, but the power through God's faith. If I can just project my mind towards it, my lack and deficiencies, whether internal, whether external, don't or can't determine God's word in my life. I was so blown up. He says, even no matter how it's the shape it takes, whether the internal, my internal aspect of my service to God, or my external aspect of my, or the external aspect of my service to God, or my don'ts, or the things that I cannot do or determine, they do not even at one inch determine what God is in my life, or what God is, you know, passing through, or what God is sending through 
my this my life and says my unbelief is no match for god no matter how much i believe no matter much how much i disbelieve god will be god the bible says that that he has chosen you he has chosen you from the foundations of the world uh, you know Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 just as he chose us in in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy without blame but before him in love that is the promise of god concerning your life god is complete god is complete in the daytime of your life god is complete when you were in the elementary school god is complete when you were in secondary when you were in high school when you got married god is still complete he's still working on you know things around you about you within you god is still doing miraculous exceedingly abundantly he says you are complete in him who is head of all principalities and of all power god remained god he will not rest until he beautifies you as much as he wants to in the mighty name of jesus in the most wonderful name of jesus you see this same god is the one who 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 called peter and said said to him um you know peter noticed when peter walked on the sea he noticed that this could you know this at some point he knew that it is doable but at some other point he was wondering if this thing is doable father beat me to come if it is doable i want you to beat me to come i want us to beat god to you know as this this challenge god as we move on uh, we are in november now very soon we'll be in december let's beat god and say father beat me to come beat me to be able to do that project Beat me to be able to preach your gospel. Beat me to be able to serve humanity. Beat me to come by faith. Beat in, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 20, 22 to 21. And, and the, the Bible says, the Lord bade him to come. The Lord bade him to come. He says, beat me to come. And the Lord said, come. Because if it's only, it only when we open our mouths to ask that the Lord will say, come. So Peter began to walk on the sea, on the water. He began to walk on the water. And that's how we must also pick up our hand of faith to begin to walk on the water and make sure that every time we will take a step on that water, we desire to, to allow the, the, the spirit of, 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 of Peter, um, the spirit, we will we'll be reminded of the spirit that Peter, you know, used to walk on the, on the, on the water. And, and not try to do that. You see, when you go into a new thing, maybe you go into an amusement park and there are certain things, you know, um, games that you're supposed to walk on or play. And then you remember that you are not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to that. Let's remind ourselves that Peter only, the reason Peter began to sink was because he looked down. You see, consciously take the step and then take the next step and realize and remind yourself it was because Peter looked into the sea it was because peter looked into the wind that's why he began to drop so when we do that we'll be practicing our faith indeed we will know that it is only when we take our eyes off jesus that will begin to sink and we will if we if we consistently place our face our gaze our our reaction will be concentration in the things of god our reaction will be concentration in jesus and the lord will get, give us guidance and give us fulfillment in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm. Now, David says in um, 
Psalms 23, verse 4, he says that he says that, that he, he says there's a valley that we, we all know, the valley of your life. There's a nemesis that, that becomes a valley. There's a nemesis in the household. There's a story in the household that nobody is allowed to say. It's a gray area. You don't talk about it. It's a, it's a danger. If you talk about it, it will bring memories, ancient memories, ancient landmarks will be toiled with, will be taught. You don't talk about it. Say it's a, it's a difficulty spiritually, physically, or emotionally in the family. It's generational. It is it's a valley. It's a valley. Psalm 23 verse 4 it says, David went through this valley. It says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. He says he will fear no evil. No matter how bad that gray area is, David says, I will fear no evil, but I will. thy rod and thy staff comforts me. And this, that, is, that is our prayer this morning, that God's rod and God's staff, they will comfort you in the mighty name of Jesus. And they will place a focus on you that you will look unto Jesus, just him, him alone, because that valley, it's a valley of dry bones. It's a dry valley of dead bones. It's a valley that is smelly. It's a valley that nobody is tenched. It's a valley that it, 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 uh, you, you do not even pray your enemy go into it. And that same valley that God has come to bring redemption to each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will be part of that cleansing. You will be part of that cleansing in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. So God has brought us redemption this morning, my brethren. Nothing can be compared to his promises. Nothing can be compared to his goodness. Nothing can be compared to his brightness. Nothing can be compared to that which he had made promises all for you and for me. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11 that Jesus says, Faithful, I will, for the faithful, I will bring the crown of life. It is only for the faithful. In other words, it is only for those who will stick around to the end of the journey. He says he will give a crown of life. I want us to remember that there were so many people in the early church that had their, themselves burnt out. And, and it, we are not doing anything different. If we wake up early in the morning and we pray in the noonday, there are prayer conferences going on, there are prayer groups going on in the noonday. In the evening season, we also pray probably in church or online. And in night season, before we go to bed, we pray because we know that the enemy is a, it's prowling and he's ready to make bring unhappiness. In fact, I used to hear that sometimes the evil one would just say, oh, this week nobody has died. Let's go into the road. Let's go into you know, the street and let's cause amen. Uh, you know, let's cause havoc. Let's bring accidents there. And then somebody will be sent. A demon will be sent to go to the junction. And before you know it, there's an accident, there's a blood, and he goes back home, he's done for the day. He's just like the evil one that will go out robbing people in the night. They just say, Oh, how much have we got there in the in the in the in the precincts? Let's let's do something. And then they go and rob the bank. And that's exactly how the, the, the you know the demonic, the spiritual forces work. They just decide, okay, let's go do some wickedness. But because we are attached to God. We are attached to Jesus. You have to kill Jesus before you reach God. And therefore, we, because we're in his palm, in his hand, he has provided protection for us. He has provided provision in all circumstances for us. Nothing is compared to the love that God has shed abroad on our behalf. 
that is your portion, that is my portion in the name of Jesus, in the mighty mm -hmm. name of Jesus. Like I said earlier, the prisoners, the, his disciples became prisoners in so many different ways. Uh, some of them were arrested, some of them were caught in the act, some of them ran away, some of them died miserably. But these are same people who did wonderful work with God in Israel, in, in its vicinity. But God still made sure that they were written and we are able to read all their accounts. What account are they going to read about us? What accounts are people going to read about us? Were we such Christians that we just all we knew was to go back home and concentrated on ourselves and ourselves and ourselves? Or are we going to be Christians who will pick up the, the, the you know, ourselves, our sword and say, now I have chosen to serve the Lord because nothing is compared to what the promise of God is concerning my life, concerning your life. God promised <clears throat> um, uh, that he will save his children and make sure that they do not see redemption. <clears throat> they did not see a damnation at the end of the day. God wants us to, you know, continue our journey in life by, by trusting in him and going that same direction where the disciples went because they could not be convinced otherwise. No matter what happened, they had made up their mind that they would not be convinced otherwise. Remember that John the Baptist went to jail and in his jail term, he didn't come out. That was his portion. Paul went to jail. He was in prison. St. Paul was in prison. Peter was in prison. So many of them were in prison. Some died there. Some came out of it. But it is only God that will determine the crown that, he, that it befits you, the crown that befits me, the crown that befits each and every one of us. In Acts chapter, 20, uh, chapter 12, verse 3 to 19 there, uh, Paul was put in prison. It was Herod who put him in jail, but the angel went and, uh, and rescued him, appeared in the nighttime season, and he was released. You see, in his own case, the angel was sent. So the angel of the Lord is speaking to your circumstance and is beginning to see reason why he must release you. Tonight, you'll be released in the name of Jesus. Amen. You'll be released as you get to the end of the year. You'll be released from every burden that has kept you back in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the wonderful Amen. name of Jesus. Listen, Amen. Jesus Christ had promised. He, 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 he went, he, all he did was going about doing good. Every good and pleasant thing that you deserve, the Lord will begin to replenish you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the, in the, most, wonderful, in the mighty, most wonderful name of Jesus. In Matthew Amen. chapter 18, and verse 10 to 14, <clears throat> and Jesus recognized in all these things, he was trying to make sure that people understood him, this, 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 the gospel of the kingdom. He says that the shepherd had hundreds of sheep, but one was missing and he went about to look for that one. You might be that one, or I might be that one, or I have or you have that one in your household that needs to be found. Tonight or this morning there about God is going to find that one person that is still unbelieving, that one person that, that needs salvation, that one person that needs to compare notes and to see because there's some certain times we do not even have time to compare no notes. We just believe that this God is not working. This, this God issues, this God story is not working. God is going to convince you of 
God is going to make sure that he brings you or brings your person, that person, out of that trauma, that, that, that trampled situation, that rocky road, that rocky, that valley, that smelly valley. God is going to bring such a person out in the mighty name of Jesus. If it is just because of you, God is going to do it in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 11, verse 17 through 27, God went in, no matter how late it was, no matter how late it was, God went and rescued Lazarus. If some people might look at it and say, ah, it was too late, ah, it was still smelly, but God still went and rescued him. This morning when we pray, I want to recognize that it might look late, 70, is it to 11th hour of our, of our year, but God is still potent to release his blessings upon all his children in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. God loves you, God loves me, God loves each and every one of us. All that we are doing is just to encourage one another that nothing is compared, nothing, absolutely nothing is compared for the love that God has shed abroad on on our behalf. And peace shall be your portion, peace shall be my portion in the mighty name, in the mighty name of Jesus. God wants me to prosper in all things. God wants us to prosper in all things. That's why he says that, uh, beloved, in, in, in 3 John chapter 1, verse 3, he says, beloved, I pray that you prosper. You may prosper in all things. In your health, he wants you to prosper. In every circumstance of your life, he wants you to prosper. In the name of Jesus, you begin to prosper. In the name of Jesus, you mm-hmm. must prosper. Even yeah. when your even when your spirit is rejecting you, God will force you to prosper in the name of Jesus. But, but I want you to believe that in the timing of God, you will not miss it in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Just says, ah, to everything there is a season, ah, a time for every purpose under the sea, under the heaven. I I pray I I I prophesy to everyone who is listening that your timing, your timing will not be missed. Your Amen. grace, your grace is what it will be. God will allow Amen. you to it, to touch it, to walk towards it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. To enjoy the good of this life in the mighty name of Jesus. You will enjoy the good of the land in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, wherever you're living, you will enjoy it in the name of Jesus. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus. I know that nothing is better for them to rejoice and do good in their lives. God will make sure that everything that belongs to you, nobody can take it away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. You are a chosen generation. You are a God has chosen you. He wants you to, to know that he chose you. He, had, he, he made you clean. He, he beautified you. He poured his perfume on you. And you are looking radiant and look good, looking better in the name of Jesus. Bless are those who trust in the Lord. I want you to know that you continue to bless the Lord in all that you have, in all that you stand for, in all that he stands for in your life. In the name of Jesus, you will not be cut short. Your life will not be cut short in the mighty name of Jesus. <clears throat> I, I say your life will not be cut short in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. He says, my soul only waits to the Lord. Your soul will only wait to the Lord. In Psalms 62, verse 5 and 7, the Bible says, my soul will silently, silently wait for the Lord. Lord, 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 for my expectation is from him. He only is my rope. He is my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. In God, in God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge. I want us to lift up our voice and just bless the name of the Lord and just say, Father, you I trust. Only you I trust. Nothing is compared to the promises of God concerning my life. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing compared to the promises of God that God has given to me, that God has done to me. I know the thought it has to us. Oh, Father, I thank you. God, God forever and forever. God is willing to guide me even unto death. God to guide me even unto death. But you also he will lead you in every act of in the name of Jesus. God is always present in the last Lord, I thank you because you are my refuge, and thank you because you are my strength. Oh, a very strong Father, I thank you therefore. We will hear you. I will say to you, fear not, even though the earth even though the moon is carried into the midst of the sea, I shall fear the evil. For thou art me thy rule and thy staff. I shall fear Father, we bless you, worship you. Holy is your name. Amen. 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 Amen.